tonight on the destiny show we have an exciting lineup of guests for you tonight we welcome one of the most hardcore guardians in destiny 2 she has an amazing story to share and is known to solo some of the greatest challenges in destiny 2 from dungeons to grandmaster nightfalls and everything in between he is an addict of pokemon and cats and can always be found using bows we're so excited to welcome the amazing Sammy Cat. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. How are you? Welcome. Doing great. So great to have you. And Guardians, we're not done. We have more Guardians here on the show. We have an amazing returning rock star in the Destiny 2 community. No fun intended. He is an incredibly talented Guardian who has built one of the coolest communities in Destiny 2. His positivity and vibes are unmatched, and he is one of the most positive and entertaining guardians here. We're excited to welcome back the amazing, amaze. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Glad to be back. <laughs> feels good, feels good. Such a blessing to have you back with us tonight, and uh, Amaze will be joining us as our special guest host tonight. Guardians, we have a lot to talk about here tonight on the show. We're going to be talking about trials. We're going to talk about Guardian games. We're going to talk about Season of the Deep price increases and so much more. We're going to kick things off by inviting the amazing Sammy Cat on the hot seat for our discussion with the Guardians. So I hope you guys are all ready. I hope I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Shadow Price, how are you doing tonight? Doing great. I'm ready. Yeah. Love that. Well, Guardians, let's kick things off. We, we kind of ask the same thing all of our guests when they join us. And that is how, Sammy, how did you get started in Destiny? I got started in Destiny way back in the Destiny beta. Probably before then. Um, I actually was so mad at Bungie for leaving Halo behind to work on some dumb game called Destiny. Like, who would name a game Destiny of all things? And then I I saw the trailer, the moon trailer, and I was like, okay, that looks really cool. Okay, that looks like really, really cool. And I was just hooked. I just needed to be a part of this universe completely. Um, that's how I, I got started. Did the beta, really got into it. I have a very addictive personality, so... Once I started playing, you know, a shooter looter, I actually got to keep my loot. It was the first shooter looter, not the first first person shooter. I kind of came from Call of Duty. But once I got to collect things and play the story and just get immersed in this world, I I knew I was a guardian for the rest of my life. I was a guardian. <laughs> so that's how I got to, I got started. I've been here ever since. Very cool. And and Amaze, I know you've been here, man, you've been doing this for seven years. Yeah, I've been doing this for seven whole years. <laughs> yeah. What was your first day like in Destiny, my friend? My first day in Destiny, it's kind of weird because uh, I didn't get into Destiny like everybody else did. Didn't know nothing about Destiny. I actually knew about Destiny from a friend of mine that I worked with uh, at my part-time job at UPS. Um, he told me about this game and, uh, I was a big 
big fan of uh, like Grand Theft Auto and stuff. So I was really wasn't paying too much attention to anything that had to do with Destiny. Uh, he got me a beta code. I think when I got the beta code is when <laughs> I started to get hooked. Warlock was a thing. I watched Dragon Ball Z. We can get into it. <laughs> uh, Spirit Bombs, Nova Bomb. I'm a warlock. I like it. I'm in my mind creating whatever I thought could happen <laughs> with this Nova Bomb built as Goku as a warlock. Um, so magic. I'm thinking magic. I'm thinking Goku. I'm thinking guns. I'm hooked. Uh, so uh, from that point on in, first day in, uh, I played. I was I don't know what it is that attaches me to that uh, to that game so much, uh, but I think it's the the satisfaction of shooting, and it's like it feels good to shoot the guns the way that you shoot them in the game. Uh, I at first wasn't as acknowledged as hype as everybody else was, but then I started getting hype because I started seeing other characters, and I'm like, wait, what does this person do? Wait, what does that person do? Does a hunter and a titan? I'm like, what do they do? So just being able to splurge in between like different classes and being able to do different supers and then meeting people, oh my God, meeting people within the spaces of Destiny uh, and Destiny 1 was just so good. Was so good. Yeah. Raids actually pulled me into this game a lot more, so uh, that's what created it for me. Love that. Now, were you part of the beta group when when the original Destiny came out, or Alpha? I should ask. Of course, yes. That is Love how it. I got into Destiny. Yeah. Oh man! Now, did you play Halo before Destiny? I'm curious. Yes, I did play Halo. Okay. And yeah, Master Chief, Halo One, Xbox. Oh exclusive game that's the game they're bringing hell yeah i was i was in uh coming out of a cryopod look right look left this is real like wow you know what i mean <laughs> this is like a different experience you know what i'm saying like it was very 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 different that changed the way of gaming fully when halo came out halo was very addictive uh the online was very addictive uh the story the campaign lord jesus the campaign um Everything about Halo was just really, really good. You can see there was so much time and effort put into that, to that, to that whole entire franchise itself. I loved it. Really cool. And, you know, I remember when we started playing Halo. I didn't start playing Halo until Halo Reach. It took me a little time, you know. Uh, actually, Shadow Price got me into it. And after that, I was just playing catch up, you know, trying mm -hmm. to catch up in all my gameplay with uh halo but man such a great franchise it was so fun to play through the master chief collection when they brought it all back in awesome 4k above 60 frames you know all the good good right such a great experience and i know shadow price remember remember the first day we were in destiny remember, remember yeah yeah like the beta when we were in the beta yeah Yep. Remember, uh, I remember when they opened up the moon for like one day. It was on Sunday. And we got to go into the uh, first strike. I think it was like Fogoth. Man, that was rough. Such a, yeah. such a fun time, though. Yeah, we spent like two hours on it or something. <laughs> yeah. At the time. So, 
Um, I'm curious now. Sammy Cat, I know that you are the bow master. And Holdath wanted to ask you what drew you to start with all the bows with no HUD challenges and getting to where you are today. I love bows in video games. Any video game I play that has a bow in it, I'm using it. It's, I mean, all since Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time with the fairy bow, I wanted to do everything with it. That's very unrealistic if you ever go back and play it, by the way. Very difficult to do. Z-targeting, terrible. But <laughs> uh, then going on to Skyrim, which is my favorite game, bow all the way. And then into Destiny, being able to use a bow. At first, I was just like, this doesn't make any sense. I'm bringing a bow to a gunfight. But then I got my first bow and played with it, and I just fell in love. My subtle calamity is still my baby. I use it every chance I get. A lot. A lot. We had a birthday party for it when it, it hit 100k kills with a cookie cake. That was exciting. Um, but then uh, people would get really annoyed that I was using a bow during an activity. So I just kept using a bow. And the more people got annoyed, the more I would use a bow. And then I added another bow, which would annoy <laughs> more people. And then I, Leviathan's Breath came out. And I used three. So some of it was just to annoy people. No, um, some of it was just because people think that you can't do much with bows. And I like to, I, I love bows, but also I wanted to just prove them wrong. You don't have to use meta. You can do things with bows. You can do things with loadouts that you don't think you can do things with. It just takes different play styles, a little bit of trial and error, a lot of trial and error, uh, a lot of patience. So I decided to solo my first dungeon with all bows and nobody, well, like four people out of 100 plus thought I could actually do it. Solo prophecy with all bows and I was hooked. I had to do every single one. So now I do all bow challenges. Yeah, that's, that's what I do. pretty, pretty awesome. And, you know, I actually discovered the the awesomeness of bows um, a few weeks ago when Grandmaster Nightfalls came out. And I think we were playing with uh, one of our clan members and they were like, you need to switch off to a bow. Let me tell you something. I have not taken my bow off since then. If I'm playing a GM or any, any end game content, I gotta have my bow equipped. They're gotta beautiful things. And, and what is your favorite bow in Destiny? What's the go-to for, for you at the moment? Um, well, my absolute favorite bow is Subtle Calamity, which is Sunset. So I can only use it at Power Floor activities. But um, any Power Floor activity, I'm still using it. As far as more of the higher like end game stuff i'm usually using under your skin which is basically the void precision bow the replacement of subtle calamity um that's the one i go to dragonfly archer's tempo dragonfly i will take that role on just about any single bow and then i also run shoot to loot on any of my kinetic slot bows so 
dragonfly in my energy and shoot the loot in my kinetic slot and I'm good to go. Very cool. And, and I'm, I'm curious, Amaze, are you using bows yet? Or like, what's, what's your go-to at the moment in Destiny? <laughs> Me, bows? No, I can't. <laughs> uh, my go-to is a glaive. Uh, okay. I am a glaive master, a glaive warrior. Anything you say can't be done with a glaive, Maze proves you wrong with glaive. Um, my glaive is 1,200 level now. It's That's the power level of it now. I've leveled it so much. I've used it so much. It has over 130,000 kills. Uh, I use it for everything. It's the, it's the enigma. I can't get rid of it. It's my baby. Uh, no matter what happens with Void or anything that has to go away with Void or Void disappears, I'm still going to use the glaive. A lot of people are very shot. I've done solos with glaive. Everything that a lot of this, I'm like Sammy in a way. I use things that aren't meta i just i use what i like i like the glaive <laughs> so the glaive does everything i needed to do it shoots it guards it melees <laughs> i pretty much got everything all on one gun you know what i mean so i don't really have to worry about uh what i am happy about is they finally added it with a little bit of stun so that made me happy um but uh that's been my go-to weapon for a long period of time it's legend to me since it's been introduced to destiny in general um, so I've uh, enjoyed everything about this glaive uh, in the role. Everybody's been asking, what's that mass, uh, that master role that you use with that enigma of yours, Maze? And I say Rampage and Grave Robber. And a lot of people ask me, why not Frenzy? Well, Rampage, for me, is a really good thing that I use on it. Uh, sometimes if I want to take off major spec and go Rampage spec and go a little bit crazy, that Rampage somehow does crazy amounts of damage. Um, it is, I want to say by far, it's a challenge for me. Uh, I like it. Uh, knowing when to block, how to block, how long the block lasts, how much damage I can take with a glaive. There's all of these things you have to put in consideration when using a glaive as how long that guard can be up. What's the efficiency? Do you feel like you're going to mask the guard efficiency on this weapon when, uh, tanking hits like you do? I've taken hits to pick up, uh, blueberries. I've taken hits to pick up. I've done it in clutches for a raid. Uh, it is, the glaive is a, is a savior. It was, I think when I did Master uh, Vow of Disciple is when it came in super clutch. And I think that's when a lot of people on my team started using the glaive. Like, how are you not dying? Well, it's the glaive. You know what I mean? Um, so you can be, pretty much be clutch with anything if you, you put your, I want to say, like, connect with that weapon. When you connect with it, you find things with it that you can do that nobody else can do. And that is very truthful to me in a way when I see people, uh, guardians in the game, use weapons that are very close to them. Sort of like Sammy with the bows. Because I use a bow. I don't see what Sammy said. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, 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 I use it. Can't do what she's doing. But it, 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 I'm pretty sure that took a lot of time and patience and dedication uh, with using the bow like she does uh, in Destiny. No one's doing it like that. You know what I mean? No HUD either. Sheesh. Yeah. Do you uh, use the glaive in PvP too? Uh, that's a different story. <laughs> uh, uh, I thought about it. I was using it one time before. Glaze wasn't as uh, hit reg efficient in PvP as they should have been like they are now. I think I did... Um, 
I was trying to use it in a meta where it was a bunch of fusions and shotguns and stuff like that. Uh, the glaive wasn't, uh, it definitely wasn't registering the way I wanted it to. Uh, even after crafting it a different way for PVP adjustments. Um, it didn't feel good. Uh, I know there's one now that feels good that I've been uh, been looking at, so I'm not going to say anything about it yet, but I'll just wait for it to come out at trials and then uh, uh, try it out. A lot of people aren't happy with that situation of uh, Art Glaive and trials, but I believe that Glaive might do way more than people are expecting it to do. I always like to... To, to test things if that's a pvp glaive then that's what i'm going to make it out to be so i can use it in pvp see what it can do this I is i believe this somebody, is i played against somebody yesterday who was wrecking with it and yeah, like it, it like can one shot you kills. it yeah. can definitely one shot you hit yeah, it enough times you're gonna die <laughs> keep shooting they're, me guarding, all yeah. <laughs> they're guarding like so much and they're in a warlock flying around guarding in the air and then they're shooting it and destroying yeah, see, the trick is you don't shoot them while they're guarding because it's just giving them more of that power into their glaive and it, it literally all the damage you just inflicted, they're going to shoot it right back at you. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. I don't use glaives. I ADS too much with my bow that I just end up guarding and then die. Yeah. I never yeah. actually get to shoot it. Yeah, it's it's a perk oh. that is if you take damage and dishes damage right back out from what it has. So. Yeah, especially if it's a aggressive glaive. Yeah, run. You know what I mean? Just just leave them there. Go somewhere else. Deal with someone else or shoot the person behind them. It doesn't matter. Just go for them. They have to shoot you. So more than likely, that's what it is. I usually glaive and melee. It usually gets you out of the way. Oh, it's, I, I don't know. Just, it's, a, it's a stab stick for me. Is that what it is? Is that what it is? you are glaives to me. I'll just go and hit melee stick, over and Tammy. over. Oh, it's just a stab stick. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is a stabby stab. So yeah, I can agree. I can't kill anything with it. Well, that goes the opposite for me. I can't. I'm. I. I can, but I can't kill anybody with a bow. I don't know how to operate a bow. I don't know the perks for a bow. I don't know anything about it. I've. I've tried to do things while I'm hearing where it's reload is. Is reload speed is is top tier, correct? Is what you want to be able to reload faster or to draw is what most people draw want. speed. Okay, that's what it is. That's draw what it time. is. That's the reload speed effect the draw time. I get to ask the queen of all bows. <laughs> it does not. They're two separate things. Really? You yep. just answered my question. Thank you. They're two separate things completely. Okay. So reload has nothing to do with draw time. Mm-mm. I did not realize that. I thought reload was put into the draw time. That's why I was going for reload on the, the, the bow. Which is different than handling as well. Yeah. So if you switch to a bow, you have to take into account switching to the bow, shooting the bow, so draw time, and then reloading the bow. So they're hmm. all three different things. That is interesting. You have answered my question. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, we just learned a lot about yeah, I, bows I, and I, I, The question that I had to ask, because I'm just so glad she's here, because I had to ask the question. It, it was it was getting to me, do I want to go for reload speed, or do I want to go for, like, I, I know draw time is the up top tier for masterwork, but I heard that reload speed on a bow also affects the draw time. Oh. Yep, it doesn't affect the draw time. Okay. It can make a difference. Okay. Um, 
for, I mean, it can make a difference. A lot of people don't go for reload though. Okay. Okay. Mm. Think about it this way. Um, if you're familiar with bows in general, reload is the knock speed, the time it'll take to grab another arrow and put it in the string. Draw time is to pull the string back. Okay. Oh, okay. You just got me with that. So maybe I do want reload speed. Maybe I want to shoot fast. Maybe I don't want to shoot fast. Maybe I do. You want to shoot fast? Okay. So I want to, okay. Okay, help me out a little bit. Okay, so if I let it go and I go for the next one, that's the, the reload. The reload is taking the next one and putting it in. Yes. Okay. okay so it's so if I let but the draw time. Draw off. time is gonna be where you can draw and aim at the same time. Okay. So. A lot of people don't realize reload speed. They don't think about it because you're constantly going to be reloading after right. every shot. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of people like. Don't think about that, I guess, in between part. So yeah, reload. I think reload can be very important. Um, okay. But draw times, in my opinion, can be higher than reload. I think handling is more important than reload. So what's your go-to perks for your bow? Go-to perks? Um, I do like number one perk across the board. Every weapon would be dragonfly. I like when things go boom. Um, and then I, I really like Archer's tempo with it because I know I'm going to, I know I'm able to hit precision shots. So the more I hit, the faster I'm able to shoot. So no successful. Um, I play PVE. I honestly, I don't really use bows in PVP. Wait, is that a PVP perk? A successful warm up. A lot of people use it in PVP. Uh, Okay. Yeah, I don't want to use it yeah. in PvP. I want to do it in PvE. So Dragonfly and Archer's Tempo. I like that. Yeah. A lot of people will like Archer's Tempo and Frenzy. Um, I don't even know what else. Explosive Head? Is that any good? Ah, that, that's what I was going to ask. That, Explosive that Head's part. pretty good. Okay, That's a PvP thing though, right? Or is it no? I don't know. I don't I honestly don't know about what people use in PvP, but PvE. Wish People use people use wish under in PvP. People use wish under early Everywhere. I don't use bows the way a lot of people use. My god roll, um, light.gg rates my god roll as like a D, maybe a low C. <laughs> <laughs> you play it like uh, an S tier. So, I mean, hmm. I, I do know. stability above all else. Stability, huh? What's the stability yeah. do for that bow? I've used stability and I can't tell the difference. Stability is the amount of time. Well, it lengthens the time that you can hold perfect draw. Perfect draw is when you pull the string all the way back and hold it. That's the amount of time you can hold it. Um. Before it starts to like, you'll see it kind of wiggle yeah, a little it's bit. Wiggles and like the string's about to pop. Yep, okay. exactly. And then it just lets go. It it's that amount of time, but it's also um, flinch, flinch resistance. Okay, interesting. Let me write that down. We just went to bow school. 
Mm. I don't know when they changed it to add flinch. Um, a lot of people don't realize it also has to do with flinch. Mm. So I like stability. A lot of people will always put it um, build into accuracy or sorry, draw time and accuracy. Mm. But I personally, since I, I feel terrible saying this because of the skill I have acquired over the years, uh, I am able to hit my shots with lower accuracy. I put stability in because I'm able to take more time to actually aim and then hit my shots without flinch. Mm -hmm. So I don't need accuracy personally as much because I know how and where to shoot my bow. So I can compensate for that as long as I have the time. Ooh, this is deep. So <laughs> it's people ask me what's a god roll bow, and I'm just like, I honestly don't know what to tell you because a lot of people don't like the feel of the bows I use. Mm. But they're built different. I like listening to that. I like being different. Yeah. I listen to all of that. I'm literally, like, <laughs> I'm, I literally just put all that in consideration. Man, I'm I'm taking notes here because um Are you? I'm, I am too. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been I've been since two weeks ago, I've been really loving my bows. My exotic go-to bow is the Wish Ender. I'm not sorry. I've been using that a lot. But also I've been experimenting with my arsenic bite. Because I've 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 one with uh, explosive head and with dragonfly. That's my favorite role. Yeah, so it's it's been oh. fun amazing really to, you know switch things up i'm old school you know what i normally use i use Fatebringer. i use vision of confluence and gallarhorn and that's you know i stick with the og from like eight years ago <laughs> so <laughs> i've been i've been still using my classic but i've been trying to experiment a little bit more you know i hear you i hear you shadow price what are you using these days cloud strike Nice all day, every day, cloud strike. <laughs> Oof, love that. I think I got That's like 1300 something kills. Crucible <laughs> 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 with it. So, Sammy Cat, I know you are one of the most hardcore guardians. You solo some of the greatest challenges in Destiny, and I'm curious. What was the greatest destiny challenge that you had to overcome to date? Um, I would say, since I have yet to overcome my be-all end-all goal of Lightblade GM, um, probably Master Callus. Yeah. Lightfall campaign, Master. All bow, callous, no hut. That one was, that boss fight was something else. I, I have never thought more that I could not do something than that fight. That was hard. He has so much health. Like it's I know. Crazy. But there's nowhere you can turn to. You're hit from all sides. Those enemies are... Those are different enemies. They're all newer enemies. Even though they're Cabal, they're smarter. They have you better like AI. Too. 
Yeah, well. there's the tormentors. Um, there's nowhere you can run. He's got to keep was, moving. He's got to keep hard. moving, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to keep moving to stay cranked, right? <laughs> <laughs> keep killing was, to stay cranked. Yeah. So I would say that's probably the hardest challenge. Not the best feeling challenge afterwards. I was more like, thank goodness it's done. Um, long encounter take. I'm curious. I don't know. Longest encounter for me in one run of something would, would be Keitel from Duality. That fight took me about seven hours. Wow. With bows? Yeah. <laughs> no HUD? Yeah. <sighs> God, I pray for you. That whole run, it was nine hours of actual combat. Wow. <sighs> Two hours of me mostly screwing around and panicking. Um, but yeah, the, the total at the end was 11 hours and 10 minutes. Oh, man. Wow. That's dedication. So I'm surprised the servers didn't crash. Because, you know, it's been it's been rough the last couple of months, right? You know, <laughs> well, that was the my very first run of it. So back when duality was actually released. So wow. I'm excited for the new dungeon. Know nothing about it, but I'm excited for it. I cannot wait. Yeah, and we're, we're getting a new one with uh, Season of the Deep, right? Yep. Love it. Always exciting to play new content. Yeah, I don't solo things like that, so I I I can't even imagine soloing Callus. Man, that that's we did that fight with three people the other night just on legendary, and we were having problems. Was so it was a struggle. <laughs> Times. So amazed. What about Duma, man? Like, what was the the longest experience playing Destiny? What was that? toughest challenge that you had to overcome to date uh uh i'm i gotta be real um with sammy uh duality uh duality <laughs> flawless with a glaive i think uh when i completed that with a glaive i think uh uh leopard when i seen him on gcx says i think you were the first guy at that beat the duality with the glaive because I use the glaive the entire time and I say the struggle and I say how <laughs> everything for me was how <laughs> how why you know what I mean that is all I kept saying to myself is how did I die why did I die I was in there for longer than 11 hours I was in there for maybe like 20 almost 18 hours um, I was not going to go to sleep until I completed this flawless with a glaive. That was the mindset. And I did it. God dang it, I did it. A lot of body counts after that, but I did it. It was, uh, I had to swap glaives. So I had to use two glaives. I had to use the lumbre. Uh, and I had to use the um, Enigma, the legendary, my, my legendary baby. The Enigma can get the job done, but the lumbre was somehow much stronger. Uh, because some of the things were solar. Uh, so using that 
glaive and beating everything. I literally, that in room that everybody was stressed about, I'm in there just laughing with flying colors. I'm over there camping the cabal doors with a glaive, smacking them as they come out. One of them actually got glitched. So on one side of the ball, uh, cabal weren't coming out. I smacked so many of them that one side wasn't coming out at all. The other side was just getting smacked by me in the scion. So basically just guarding and just getting all the help down on uh title <laughs> with a glaive and a heavy weapon <laughs> to work with. It uh, took a while on Kaido. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, it took a strong while, but I knew I was good as long as I had that well. All I was trying to do was get my well back and smack a bunch of enemies. I was not stressing that room like so many people. I see a lot of people just running around trying to keep their life. I'm guarding the entire time with a glaive and Lombrage is just eating damage. So more than likely, I am just chilling the entire time. I wasn't afraid. No enemies. Well, the only thing I was worried about that was going to kill me is the tanks on the back of those Cabal. That's the only thing. I have to watch jetpacks. Oh, things will be the death of me regardless if I guard with the glaive or not. Uh, I um, that was pretty much my 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 death. Uh, I, I think once I made it through the uh, not titles room, but that second room where you had to uh, kill the colossus and uh, basically bring them back in and shoot the bell and bank them in and kill the first boss, then get to the second boss and the third, and oh, then the get vault. out. Yes. That was my only struggle, but I got it through, and I still smacked it with a glaive. I had to use a glaive and a sword, so I'm swinging fast with a with Eager's Edge, and I'm glaiving things <laughs> and and moving. Um, but yet again, this is uh, yeah, it just comes down to a talent. Once you're dedicated to something, uh, you'll get it done with whatever it is that you love, uh, regardless of how anybody sees it. You know, uh, I think that's when Lover was just like, wow. And you're the first guy. He told me at GCX, you're the first guy I seen <laughs> solo with a glaive. So um, yeah, it felt felt like a strong accomplishment. Not just getting the flawless with it, but uh, just being able to do it with a glaive, a stabby stick, as Sammy calls it. But yeah. I mean, no offense. No, that's, that's good. Just I'm going to use really it now. Stabby stick. What <laughs> I call it? My stabby stick now. I'm definitely going to be doing some experimenting after the podcast for sure. Not soloing now. I'm I'm not there yet. I'm not that brave. Get <laughs> the medieval sure loadout of bow and kinetic slot, oh, glaive yeah. and energy, <laughs> so medieval on their butts. Do it. That'd be amazing. Hey, you'll you, you'll get big quick. Do it. Do it. Now, I'm, I'm curious. I know we have some challenges that a lot of Guardians are probably trying to chase after. With Paragon title, you need to make sure you get a pretty tough thing accomplished with Spire of the Watcher. And I'm, I'm curious, do you all have any advice for how we can overcome Spire of the Watcher on solo with either a glaive or a bow? I tell you right now. Take your time. <laughs> That's Take the your best time. Part. Right, the best advice I'm going to give you, don't rush anything. Take your time. Look around. Kill everything. 
I mean, everything, even if you feel like it's just not going to affect you in any way, get rid of it. <laughs> uh, the, the, I think the, the, when I uh, completed Spire's Watch is Flawless, the, it's, you're going to fail. That is, that is okay. Um, it's part of the process. Each room for me, first one, I failed. I got through. Second room, I, I meant from the first to the second. Second room, I failed. Went from the first to the second. Made it through there. Third room, I failed. <laughs> I go back. First, second to third. Failed. <laughs> and then you go back. It's just, it's all progress. Um, um, if, if you're like me out there, everything is progress. The future, the kids in this future state right now, they're just gods. They're aliens because they move through this like, you know, tomorrow I'm old. Uh, so everything for me, I consider it progress. Um, if I fail, I go back and do it again. Um, that's the best part about it. You learn from your mistakes. Take that with a video game, put that with life. That's how it works. It's you learn and you develop and you get better and you get better and you get better. You basically go out there and do things that you never thought you could do. Um, that time, that energy you put into it is, is the way to go about it. But really, uh, the most important part about that entire deal is take your time. Don't rush. I try to do the, the rushing part didn't look out too well for me. So I took my time and I beat it just being observant of everything I had to get rid of. Once you start knowing what you need to do, that's when you sort of know what kind of builds you want to work around. And it depends on what kid you're playing on too. I played on a well, so that tells you my story. <laughs> I'm a well warlock. I healing, healing needs. Everything stays with me. Um, Starfire protocol. I don't know. It's got nerfs, so it's probably not the same anymore. Uh, so that was the build I used for it. Starfire stickies. Well, they changed everything. Yeah, they changed everything. So the, the way that we used to be able to do intellect and builds ain't the same. So it might be a little bit harder because of some of the things they took away or nerf ashes, assets, everything just got hit. So it's not the same as it was before, but you can still possibly do something really good. Indeed wise words of advice all said and sammy cat what what advice can you give us with soloing spire Um, of the watcher i amaze really hit on a lot of it is be patient realize you are going to fail and be patient with yourself allow yourself to fail I think is the big thing is allowing yourself to fail without thinking you're terrible because you're going to get better. You may be really bad at it at first, but you're going to get better. Once you learn what you need to do, where the ads are going to spawn, where you need to be, what you need to hit, it's going to become mechanical. Um, I, I ran... I remember for every single dungeon, I can go and just run strikes or play crucible or do gambit and just go through, walk through with chat. Absolutely everything I can do or every step I need to do, like in duality, I did this during strikes in a one room. It's like, okay, I need to go and hit that bell. I need to go r- around. I need to kill the bell keepers. I need to go into this room. I need to go check the other room. I need to avoid this. And it was the same thing with Spire, where it was just, I need to go here. These enemies are going to spawn there. 
I know just every single step I need to take. And you don't have to be that exact. Most people will not spend as much time in a dungeon as I will spend in a dungeon. But um, you will learn it. You will. And you'll start to trust yourself. So use what you are good at and adapt from there. Don't use meta if you're not comfortable with it. Use what you're good at. And then allow yourself to fail. Because you will. You will fail. She's nailing it. It is perfect. That is, <laughs> that is literally the way to beat anything solo. We literally just gave you the most important key tips to life of beating something in Destiny. is really just playing to how you want to play. You don't always have to follow meta. Most things that people recommend will may not work for you like it does for them. Just have to use things you're comfortable with and accept failure and go back and do it again. She just nailed it. Spawn points, <laughs> knowing where they're coming from, knowing what not to go. The part that she hit me with is the best part. Knowing where I should not be going is yep. the biggest part. <laughs> Do not so, go there. Yep. You'll get it. Don't get greedy. Don't yes, get greedy. Don't get greedy. Lord Jesus. Don't get greedy. <laughs> I learned that too. <laughs> That's one of the first lessons I learned. <laughs> I'm over here celebrating like, yeah, I got this. <laughs> over here gloating. Yeah, I got this. Oh yeah, my God. <laughs> yep. Don't get greedy. Yep. Set this words. Very well said. And um, I can kind of relate because uh, a few weeks ago, we had the heist uh, battleground GM Nightfall. And I did not think I would ever be able to do that because like we struggled getting that done on like legendary, forget, forget GM. <laughs> and just like going in with a group where like we were able to strategize and figure out, you know, an actual plan, an actual game plan and being able to complete it. That felt so, so good. Like knowing that, I was able to do it. And then, you know what? After we did that, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get my Conqueror title. And I did. Congratulations. Congratulations That's huge. On that. That's yeah. very, very big. And I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a hardcore gamer. I'm, I'm still working on it. But you know what? I did tell myself that because Guardian Games Cup is happening, we're going to try to, you know, raise money for the kids. And I'm going to solo the first ever dungeon. I don't know how. I don't know how long it's going to take. We're going to take it slow. Yeah, you probably there. use a wish ender. Maybe. Use whatever uh, you're comfortable with. Yeah. And, and we're, we're going to make it happen. Mm -hmm. If you want to use Gallahorn with your fate bringer and your visional confluence, do it. Yeah. It, it literally <laughs> is going to take time. Fate bringer and vision sounds like a play, in my opinion. Uh, whatever you feel comfortable with, it's that Gallahorn is going to do the shadow work. Shadow prices. <laughs> that was yours. I'm sorry. No, no, that was corns. That was that was corns loadout. Oh, okay. That's definitely his loadout. No, <laughs> he right. uses that bait bringer and vision and galley. Yeah, use that. I'd say that galley is going to be the best because all the thing that's really going to hurt you the most and what you feel like is lacking is health. Don't even pay attention to health. Just keep doing damage. Go back to doing what you're doing. I was in that second encounter. Of that last room um, from that uh, dungeon, the newest dungeons, uh, that boss and its health <laughs> is pretty much the biggest <laughs> time you're ever going to spend in a dungeon. That thing is tanky. That is one tanky boss. 
and it took uh, over a good four hours, me just killing ads and just knocking the health and not paying attention to it. That's all I was doing the entire time. It's just knocking the health. Don't pay attention to it. Just keep doing it until that, that boss is dead. That's all you have to think about. Just keep doing it until the boss is gone. Gotta have your eyes on the prize. Yep, that's it. That's it. Eventually, it's repetition. Yep. Repetition is mastery. That is what they say. I can't even imagine with Sammy no HUD. Jesus. God, don't know where the help's at. Oh. <laughs> it helps. Because I know it's going to take a while. I know it's going to take five plus phases if I'm lucky. Five phases. <laughs> So I get greedy. I will definitely get greedy. So not seeing it allows me. I don't make mistakes as much because I don't try and push it. That makes sense. Makes well, plenty of sense. Because if I'm like, oh, I just have a little bit more. I could push it. I do stupid things. Mm. I am my <laughs> worst enemy. I am the reason that I die more in Endgame because mm. I get greedy and I push it because I get impatient. Sounds like a thing that I would do. I'd be like, okay, this boss is about to go. And then when I sit there and say, it has no health, and then I die by getting hit by a, 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 a architect. Yep. Not install, not install, no uninstall, just restart. <laughs> just shut down the whole computer. Yep. <laughs> shut down the computer. Chat streams Turn the over. power off. I don't want to talk about that. My computer's been shutting off on its own, like, Ever since Lightfall. Oh, no. Literally, I don't. as soon as Riven pops out, every time I play Last Wish, man, lights off. Mm. <laughs> everybody's like, where's Corn? <laughs> when Riven, Riven comes out? out. Time? <laughs> as, as I want to ask, uh, has any, uh, have any of y'all been getting kicked out of Destiny lately? Just Never heard magically? <laughs> I've been getting kicked out of Destiny since this patch. Uh, don't know why. I'll get kicked out of the game completely. It'll put me right back at the uh, desktop. And I have to re-go back in every time. It'll shut me out maybe like three or four times. And I haven't played Tuesday. Yeah? Okay. Well, if you experience that, let me know what your, your logic is. I, un, I basically reinstalled the... Uh, the uh, well, I dated my graphics card, and that's what it has been happening mostly. Yeah, I'm going to have to do some troubleshooting myself because I've had quite a few problems between my computer crashing. Honestly, I think it's just my power supply can't handle all the juice, you know, mm-hmm. all the power that we're bringing. But um, servers have been really rough uh, this past season. I don't know what's going on, but they've been having a lot of stability issues. Um, I, I've been getting kicked off quite a few times. And I remember there was like one evening when Everything's crapped out. I feel like we were just day one lightfall, you know, mm-hmm. everybody trying to get into play. Um, but um, hopefully they get it all fixed. Hoping for the best. Takes time. I know. Uh, one so, thing I've learned to do is never rush. I just wait. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so y'all been, you know, making content for a while here in Destiny. Been quite a few years to say the least. Now I'm, I'm curious, are there any content creators who inspire you as creators in destiny too? So many, 
so many throughout the years. Yeah, I have, uh, I think I have two or three that I, uh, that I really, really, uh, put, uh, some time into. Oh, wow. Obviously one of them is golf. <laughs> it was, that was D1 King. Uh, I seen him in there. I'm just like, man, one day, one day. I, I did look at uh, Goff's uh, D1 styles. He had so much content to develop. Uh, the entertainment, uh, where it was SRL and Broman. Uh, God, they did so much, made things so entertaining when it came to content, you know? Uh, and I know them now, so it's pretty amazing to, you know, see people you look up to. Uh, I won't say the name, but that's another one. And then... Uh, uh, the third one, the third one, <sighs> hmm. the third one sort of changed. So I, it's, I don't know. I don't play Destiny anymore. So it's, it's, it's like people that, 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 that were playing Destiny that don't play anymore, you know, well, golf still plays it, but <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. It's. Content creation is a it's a hefty field, man. Uh, it's a oof, questionable field sometimes doing content creation, but Jesus, I think the mindset to keep going is what you really have to do. It's really there. It's uh, which is why I I think that's why I create so much content now. Is you're you're gonna hear that so much in content creation is just keep developing content. It's hard. It's rough. But I still do it. See Sammy Cat still do it. It's a lot of people out there that I've known Sammy Cat for a long period of time. I'm proud to see what Sammy has reached. Years. Yeah. Uh, so it is uh, uh, one of the uh, the strongest things. I see friends that I know that deserve so much. So when I saw Sammy, God, did I get up and clap? Uh, uh, Sammy's been at this dedication I'm and just driving and just gaming like for a while. So it was good to see that light finally be shed on somebody like her because she's. I think I told her before I was part of how amazing she was as a person, just so I can go in there and interact with her. Uh, she likes to chat. Like, I like to chat. So it's like, I don't know, like being over to watch. I just see somebody, you know, see some of your friends just come up and be noticed. It's just, it's a beautiful moment. You know what I mean? Good Watching to, you to, grow was awesome. Yeah. It was inspiring. Talk about inspiring. <laughs> Watching you go grow was, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was, I didn't, it was so unexpected, Sammy. I tell you, it just, like, you know, when you feel that, just, it just, just happened so fast. You just like, oh, you know, like, it's nothing that with like, it's, when a lot of people ask me how I feel, all I can say is just, it happened so fast, you know? Jeez uh, Louise, that's all I can say. I can't even think back to it. It's so much has happened so fast for me. Uh, I think that a lot of creators, there's different almost little generations or groups of creators in the destiny community. Um, mm. You've got the, the pandemic streamers, the people right beforehand, the early mm. D2. And I think that we were right around, we were in the pre pandemic group. We were, there was like we a group of us uh, streamers where probably around like 2019 or so mm -hmm. um 
where it's, I can just pick out a handful of people and it's just like, they were from, they were from my class in high school. <laughs> like yeah, I my feel class like in was, content yeah. high school. <laughs> <laughs> where we're going uh it, it's been really cool to watch people grow um it's so bizarre because it's it's just like that's just a group of people that i know i've grown with and some people have grown faster some people have left content creation um mm -hmm. mine's been a really rocky journey Same. so it's it's just bizarre to to watch it it's been four years of Okay, where did my where did my cohorts go? Where are they now? Mm -hmm. I'm Just with Sammy in that situation. Like I'm with I'm with Sammy in that and talking in a deep area with that. She is totally right. That is exactly how it operate. The pre-pandemic, you could tell the difference between that and now on what has where it was and where we are now. You know what I mean? Uh because it's technically not over. It's just finding different niches and ways to get ourselves out there in different ways because that crowd of folks are back at work or finding something to to economy. As I said, economy going up and prices rising, a lot of people trying to find work and trying to find things to do now that the pandemic is over, I'd say. <laughs> no one in my mind, I don't believe it's over, over, but. It is to a it's it feels good to a point where I see like family like Sammy actually like get noticed because you know it's very hard for like I will always say it it will be always hard for great individuals with such a positive mindset to be seen in such a very tough space you know what I mean uh positive-minded people want to help and want to shine light on things make you smile make you feel good those will forever be the hardest ones which is why i know that sammy cat is going to go far is because her mindset is positive she's very strong force in her own mind she definitely tries which is why it which is it is very honestly make why cry. no because it's true <laughs> it's very true because Positive-minded individuals have a stronger mind. It's it's stronger for you to to develop because you want to develop. It's easy to be negative. It's hard to hold a positive mindset in such a negative mind, like a, such a negative space. And with so many positive lights like yourself, Sammy, they need y'all on this platform. They tell me they need me. They need you. They need so many positive individuals to keep shedding light because it is hard to maintain on a platform with so much negativity. So many things that we deal with that makes us powerful people. We're powerful because nobody's doing that. Able to hold a smile and a strong mindset and continuously keep developing and progressing, whether it's gaming or life. That is one of the hardest things in this world whether it's gaming or all to do is to hold a positive mindset in such a negative setting. And you do that. And I'm so proud. I have not been able to tell you how proud I am of you, but today I get to do that. I'm proud Thank of you. you. You worked your butt off. Time is coming and it is not over. This is only the beginning, only the beginning. We got some work to do and we still got things to go out there and shed light on. So <laughs> I'm proud of you. Thank you Thank for, you. for, for, that for, means for a lot to me. Yeah, of course. Of course. So much. It's true. It's true. Such, I'm very proud. Um, 
beautiful yeah. words, words yeah. of wisdom. Yeah, Sammy Cat is indeed amazing, and I can very much relate with uh, everything y'all said. And I think for me, amaze, uh, I'm man, you're you're inspiring, very much so. Like many years now, I've been really inspired by your content, your work, and what you do, your positivity and dedication, and I think this year I really started learning and seeing more of the negativity things that that occur in the community to a point where like I had to take breaks, man. You know, sometimes you have to. Um, But watching people like you and Sammy Cat and D Flawless, Danfinity, a lot of really awesome, positive people in this space, uplifting, which is something that we so greatly need in this community and it's it's truly inspiring yeah. so thank you right. for everything y'all do in this community yeah uh, very much uh i tell you right now all of the positive individuals in this space it ain't easy when i tell you with so much negativity around it ain't easy so when I say I give so much love to all the positive individuals out there that create content and stand on their feet, that is something to be proud of. That is an accomplishment because there is so much that positive content creators go through that they so many people want to just break them down and make them feel hurt. But once once a positive individual and a positive creator with a positive mindset has found their setting, negativity is nothing to them nothing it doesn't bother them it doesn't flinch them that's called building a being a fearless leader meaning you can suffer through any negativity that's thrown your way it makes you more powerful than you know that is a that is a unique talent it's being able to have that power to hold through and learning from individuals in a space that give you more power to be yourself. That makes sense. That is what the, the, the main piece of being fearless is, is when you're able to handle so much negativity and don't dip and dab with negativity is continue to continue to shed light in the space where no one wants to shed the light. You get what I'm talking about? go deeper but i say that later <laughs> and shadow price what about you you've been doing this with me since 2019 who, who inspired you in the community to podcast and, and create content here so many just like you know amazing sammy said but i mean guardian radio fire you know fire team chat planet destiny um yeah gotham bro uh all those all those guys uh, they're all inspirations i feel like shout outs fire team chat too i miss them miss them a lot cj fran destin remember the good times and like i remember 2014 2015 that was like every week man i tuned into their podcast and i thought to myself man one day you know we're going to, I'm going to try to podcast. And like, I was this like introverted kid who just didn't like talking to people. And I was like, we're going to, we're going to challenge ourselves. We're going to make it happen, you know? And they, they really inspired me to um, try to 
meet people and, and to share stories and to try to create something for the community. And, and I've been very blessed in a really awesome journey for sure. Mm-hmm. So guardians, I'm curious, um, what are some lessons that you learned along the way being content creators in destiny for such a long time? Sammy cat four years, amazed seven years. Were there any profound lessons that you both learned that you want to share? I'll let queen go first. Go ahead, queen. Uh, I would say I learned that it's, it's basic. It is so basic. Let me just start with this. It is so basic and cliche, but I learned that I need to be me and I need to embrace, as I say, I need to embrace my crazy. Um, I can't be anyone else and no one else can be me. I need to be who I am and take hold of who I am. I have intense ADHD, uh, crazy intense ADHD. And it it shows up even more when I'm streaming, when I'm in front of screens, when I'm playing um, games. I mean, just all the time. It is so intense. And I used to be really self-conscious of it. I tried to hide it as much as I could. And I have a lot of health issues also. I um I have lupus. So I have to deal with a lot of inconsistency. I can't hold a consistent schedule for the life of me with my ADHD. I'm late all the time. So there's just a lot of inconsistency and it's really beat me down. And I've really beat myself down because of it. But once I realized this is my journey, uh, especially in the last year. Once I realize I can't be someone else, I need to be true to who I am. I've started to see more growth because I'm the only me. Um, no one else can take charge of that. I've got to take charge of that. And, and that's my own little niche is me, who I am, what I'm doing. So it's basic, but I learned to be me. That's something. I would say that's the hardest thing to overcome is wanting to be thinking I needed to be someone else. Very wise words. And um, I appreciate you sharing that, you know, because I've had ADHD myself, so I'm not new to that. And I think for me, I've always tried to battle with that. You know, how do I cope or how do I be better because of those limitations but I also think that you can turn your limitations and challenges into a superpower because like one thing that I learned about ADHD is that I have the ability to hyper focus on something and work on it for such a long time that I'm able to get good at it and it's it's a skill that I think that not everybody has and I'm coming to learn that like some of the most successful people in the world have ADHD. So like, it's okay. And it's okay to be you and to embrace that. And that's such a powerful thing. I play without HUD because my ADHD is so bad. Um, a lot of people think it's a flex. And I'm like, I do better without HUD because there is too much information on screen. And that shocks people. 
But then there are people who come into stream because they're like, not just, oh, that's that's the girl with bows, but that's the girl with ADHD. And it's it's good to know that people can relate and people are like, I never thought to do that. And I know a couple of people who have started playing without HUD and they're just, oh my gosh, I can concentrate so much more. Or uh, they just start to notice things, different cues. Um, some people were like, yeah, I respond more to audio cues, but I always played with audio off, but it's helping my ADHD to hear those sounds. So it's, I play better because I listened to my ADHD. So I think, yeah, just like you can hyper-focus and allow you to to get better at things and really become good at them. It's like for my ADHD, I can notice what I can and can't do. And then I take that and adapt it. I change the game to more accommodate me. ADHD is a, a powerful thing. And a lot of people think that there's a lot of bad to it. But like you said, it's, it can be a superpower. Yeah. And, and it's really awesome that, you know, you get to inspire people who have ADHD and who may be dealing with something similar and they may think it's a limitation, but at the end of the day, you, you, you make life, life is what you make of it. Right. So it's like the principle of looking at a glass half full or half empty, you decide you're in control. And, uh, it's, it's great to, see guardians like yourself to carve out your space and to push past you know what may seem like a limitation on the surface but at the end it's i i find it as a superpower it's a I superpower say it is. it's a superpower you're, you're on the right path what about you amaze i know you know you've been through a lot You've been climbing, and I saw your growth for so many years now. You've been growing, pushing through the negativity, and amazing work. Like, what? What what inspired? So much negativity. (laughs) Um, What what were some some lessons that, you know, allowed you to get to where you are today as a content creator? Stop engaging with the popularity of arguments in drama. Uh, that was one of the first things I learned to stop doing. As a business and a business mindset, after the sixth year, and I went into the business mindset of, imagine if I was a business, would I want to work with somebody just engaging with drama and problems? Mindset for me was I wouldn't pick them up. Uh, I wouldn't want people to pick me up if that was what I was doing. So I stopped letting that negativity, uh, stop focusing on people who will only talk negative towards me because I realized at the end of the day that most people farm uh, social media and me for impressions. Um, being a positive individual in a space and creating a story that isn't there or a narrative is sort of what the gameplay is and the trend is for Twitter and social spaces of trying to get to somebody and trying to tell them who they are. I, th- I think the the biggest picture is that a lot of people have 
today is to create stories for streamers that we've never heard of. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, and you'll feel that as you continue to grow, there'll be a lot of people to paint a picture that is not there just to get inside your head to affect you. Um, these are tests. Don't let them ever feel like they know who you are as a person. Don't let anybody tell you who you are as a human being. This is things I've learned in the sixth year in here, which is currently uh, never allowing people to break who you are as a person or tell you what you should or should not be doing. If it isn't broken and you feel like you being a good person, doing what it is you do and you enjoy doing it, that's what you do. As long as it's not negative and it's hurting or not hurting anybody in the space, you're fine. Um, everybody's going to have their own opinion, some cringe, some neutral, some okay, some disrespectful. This is the world we live in where you actually are starting to grow and you're starting to hear more thoughts and frustrations of other people. And you're also seeing some more good with more good comes bad. And if you focus the bad and not talk to the good, it sort of defeats the purpose of why the good people are around you in the first place. If you people see you associating yourselves or replying to only things that are negative, you're only hurting your positive or only hurting yourself because it's sort of creating that narrative that it's creating that narrative that the negative person wants for you versus the positive and power that you have around you. I think uh, the, the biggest thing around the world is uh, keeping on a strong voice and being a strong voice in a space a positive in such yet again a negative area i stopped uh engaging with those things i've stopped uh i stopped i stopped dropping opinions on things and sort of just if i feel like if there's something that's an issue sort of break it down in a way i've learned to break things down much better versus what we see in the space today um i i've developed in a such a strong mindset of not just me creating content, but as well as a business aspect of who I am as a person. I am a positive individual who has learned more knowledge and learned more just from going through what I went through and learning that it is okay to go through things that you go through because it helps build you as a person in a better aspect if you learn from those mistakes. Whether it's video games, of course, what Sammy said about everything's progression, take that mindset from the video game and put that into your life and that is how you will operate it's progression you learn from things mistakes are going to happen if you make a mistake you go back and you fix it it's okay to fall because you get right back up and that's one thing i learned to be okay with i'm a person with asthma so i have breathing issues but i can wrap my ass off i can speak i can talk i can live my life to his best advantages. I live off of this in the hella. Without this in my back pocket, I am nobody. But with this on me, I live life to its perfect and most philistic sense. I can drop nine hours worth of freestyles. And you never know. But I am living with my purpose. I have my purpose. My purpose is giving, loving, motivating, pushing, striving, take care of my family, and develop. I'm not afraid to develop. I'm not afraid to fail. I've learned to be okay with that. And that is why I'm going so much further in life mentally because I've learned to accept that. And that took me six years to understand. And I understand it more better now. And I wish I would have understood it six years ago. So, failure's okay. Learn to be okay with struggle. Struggle does not hurt you. 
it only progresses you. Be okay with your struggles. Learn from them. Inspiring words. Inspiring very, words. very inspiring. Thank you for that. Yeah, of course. And on a slightly lighter subject, I know that we are almost done with Season of Defiance. We're three weeks away from new season of destiny we had a major expansion just launched earlier this year with lightfall I'm, I'm curious what do you all think about the current season with season of defiance and lightfall this year now that we all had a chance to really play through and get to experience everything that bungie shared with us this year thus far I, it's, it's hard to say where I'm standing with the game right now. And I don't mean like how I feel towards the game. Um, I mean, mostly as I've been doing a lot more end game challenges. I haven't been really doing as much of what I don't play the game the way most people play the game. I go and do a lot of the end game challenges, a lot of like the solo stuff. Um, I rather than playing through the campaign again to get strand on my warlock and my Titan, I went in and started soloing master missions at 30 below. Uh, I'm still at rank eight because I did solo master callus and I still don't have the weekly master story at 100K yet. So it's my priorities are different and I'm enjoying it. I don't think we have enough time this season for me to get everything done that I want to get done. But I know that I'm a one percenter when it comes to I'm probably like a point zero zero one percenter. Um, I've barely played with Strand. So I've had a great time during the season it's just i haven't really played what i was supposed to play <laughs> <laughs> i can relate to that <laughs> um i'm only going to give you a truthful answer in the most respectful way possible where everybody understands i was not hype when uh, i i can't i share this with everybody in chat i've said it so many times uh I was not hype for a new season. I was not hype for the new game. I wasn't hype for Lightfall. I was hype for people coming to Lightfall. I've played the game for a long period of time, know the expectations of the game. I know exactly how it operates. I no longer look at just me playing the game. I look at the artwork. I look at how much time and effort was put into it, whether it's overtime and how much it meant to the people who worked on that season. I look at a lot of other things versus just the, the the gameplay for me. Everybody asked me, was I excited before Lightfall was coming? I said, no, I'm excited that you're coming back. I'm excited that we got new people coming. More people for Destiny means more fun for a lot of other people, including myself. Um, that's what I was hyped for. Um, the story, narrative, definitely different. Something I wasn't expecting, but I came in with the mindset that I wasn't expecting much. And this is not to be disrespectful in any way possible. It's just to be truthful. 
Um, I, once you play the game as much as I have or Sammy has, it's you pretty much know what you're coming in for. It's extra. It's new content. It's new things to play, new things to chase, new things to adjust to. It's how it operates. So I know what was to be expected. And I enjoyed that. I didn't I didn't bother me not one bit. Uh, the story was definitely different. <laughs> um, for me, um, I, 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 me personally, I still enjoyed it. Uh, but uh, I get how others, uh, how other people feel. Me, I, I always tell people go in, not expecting highly of so much. Um, and that's just for any game. I know a lot of people love to hype themselves up so much that they imagine that this and that is coming. I don't do that anymore <laughs> because it goes for a high end breakdown of upsetness, things that you were expecting. I go in there. It's a new season. I'm ready to play and I'm hoping that more people play. That is my mindset. I want more people to play destiny too. With the, the, the what I want to say with the season of defiance, the things I get scared of the most is community scaring new people away. We can't keep people in destiny Two no longer than two weeks without a, a big complaint. All it takes is so much negativity to create such a very, very bad vibe for destiny Two, which is the most upsetting part. Um, Cause it's such a good game. Uh, it just shows what side speaks higher versus the ones who love the game who enjoyed that season. You know what I mean? There's you go ask a couple of casuals. They're going to say they love it. They enjoyed it. They love the story. They love the guns. They love the new supers. They love that. They enjoy it so much. They spent money on it. They were happy for it. I loved hearing that. And you are not going to hear that in such a negative space. You're going to hear the criticisms. You're going to hear the, the, the cries, the tears. This is broken. This could be fixed. You're going to hear the disrespectful things because that's what speaks louder. And I don't pay attention to that at all because there are so many people that enjoy the game. If I told you how many times so many people say they play this game because of me, it'll blow your mind. There's a lot of people who enjoy the game because... I'm smiling and having fun. Or they're like in COVID and a semi. Just doing our own thing in in-game content. You know what I mean? And just having a fun time. It's the smiles that bring a lot of people to the game because they want to do the same thing. They want to enjoy themselves. I don't rush through content. <laughs> I don't rush to get online. <laughs> when it's a new season, catch me. I'll be there. I'll be there early, early, early. I'm ready to play. But when it's, when it's regular, I don't rush it anymore. I don't rush to get home. I spend time with family. I laugh. I get on. And when I'm ready to get on and I'm playing, I'm happy. That's what I feel like the seasons have come down to is take your time because you can do what you want to do and know that there's stuff to play when you get on. You know what I mean? So I love, in my opinion, season of Defiance was, was okay. It was no problem to me. We have Strand. We have a couple of guns. They're making adjustments. We are seeing changes. We are literally... uh seeing and experience the changes so they can fix it they have their own teams you tell them how you feel in a respectful way and they work on it things don't just happen in a second there's there's levels to to these things you know what i mean so things that are broken it takes time but i guarantee you that they listen i know for sure they do 
but it due time. You know what I mean? This is what I learned. If I was, if I wasn't where I'm at today, I'd probably be in that same area. Fix the dang game, blah, blah, But I know and understand a little bit more about how that works without even having to be in a development system, just sort of knowing how it operates and what levels there is to, to business and how things work. You know what I mean? You might think it's broken, but all the casuals say it's fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's the mindset to win. It's it's we're in an end game now for seasons where it's hardcore versus casual. That's what it feels like now. It's who can we impress? I gotta give it to Bungie on how they're gonna be able to operate to be able to keep the casual happy and keep the end game happy, the hardcore players happy because it is a they're in a rough spot. When they it comes can't to this win. Stuff. They just can't win. They, it, can't they can't win. They can't. And they've tried. You can tell that they're trying so many ways to try to keep both sides happy. It just, if it's one side, hardcore players are enjoying themselves, then it's the casuals. They're not having fun now. Then the casuals having fun. And then there is the hardcore that's not having fun. It's just, it's hard to balance that. But I, you got to give them the credit for at least trying as hard as they have for so many years trying to keep this up and this mm-hmm. this this balancing on um especially so. since it takes you know two seasons for something <laughs> that's currently in develop i mean minimum exactly exactly they're like we're gonna develop an emblem it'll be out in two seasons and it's i mean think about it we give back we give feedback now if they were to implement it now, it would probably break something. They were yes. to implement it next season, it might break something. I mean, them fixing it with a rush might mean that we see it next season. Um, there's teams that are probably moving over to final shape right now. So it's it's kind of like, but that's, to, I mean, we just got to Lightfall. We're just in the first season of Lightfall. Exactly. And there's it's already the people first. working on beyond or on um, Final Shape. Final what? Shape. <laughs> it's, that just it's like, tells you. It's going to take at least two seasons for this yeah. feedback to go through. Yeah. Not, You're yelling at the same wall, beating your head against it. Talk to him, Sammy. They heard. <laughs> they heard, guys. They heard. It's like an echo chamber. You're all repeating what they already know. They, <laughs> they know it. They know they it. Heard it. <laughs> you just it's, might not see it for about six months. Six months. But yes, because it takes time. Goes. It is, and it's unfortunate that a lot of people really don't know too much about it. So when when you go out there disrespecting, you've already messed up. You're talking to the void now. <laughs> so don't be one of the ones that get talked to the void because it's you're not going to be able to recover from it. You're you're literally going to be complaining to nobody. Nobody's going to hear you. So make sure when you come in, there's a respectable tone of, of being angry to come at somebody. There's a proper way to come with an angry tone, just not in a angry way where you're literally going in and just hurting um, development and how they feel about things because they are trying. You are not the only one. There is millions of people complaining and uh, going through things on a daily basis. If you pay attention to somebody at Twitter, some of them just look like they're super tired. That means they really, really work hard. And that's something that needs to be respected is they really work hard. Development can't be easy. People be pulling these overtime hours. I can only imagine what those mentals feel like because sheesh. Um, 
So overall, yes, it's an okay season. It's not bad. <laughs> it is not the worst. It is not what everybody is making it out to be. It is not that bad of a season. It is like it okay. Is it is fine. I am using Strand. I am okay. There's thread needles everywhere. There's green all over the place. They're developing it day by day. It is totally, it is not what everyone is making out to be. It is not dead. People are still playing it. It is still there and it is still doing numbers. So I don't see, I don't see the problem with season of defiance at all. It's okay. It's a neutral season. It's not the best. It's not the worst. It's neutral. You know, people keep saying that they'd like a season of health and I can understand that sentiment. But when you think about it and kind of what I said, where it takes months for them to make these changes and to develop these changes. um, There are so many changes this season, so many changes that they had to probably think through halfway through which queen. This, I mean, there were Big changes, sandbox loadouts. Um, yes, accommodations. We're not fully sure how we feel on those. Uh, <laughs> the accommodation things. <laughs> tons of different things. Uh, and the fact that they're trying it all at once is a big deal. Like for them, for Bungie, yeah, sure. We might not feel like we get as much out of it. We have a lot of feedback to give, things like that. But this was a big trial error season. This was like, they're going to get this feedback. They're going to mm-hmm. see what direction they want to go. Um, I think that some people forget, like, we we got a lot, but at the same time, we're giving them more. Oof. And they That's have deep. to take time and energy to go through those million plus responses to the game, all that data, all the voices. No idea. (laughs) So we got what we got, but they're getting so much more. Yeah. (sighs) And they can't just do something about it right now. That makes a lot of sense. It, 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 It is, it is truth. It makes a lot of sense. If it makes sense, it makes sense because it is truth. That is very much truth. She is not lying there. Uh, you don't want to be in their shoes if you feel like you got it easy. You can only imagine all of the things that are being sent up. Uh, complaints wise, this stuff takes time. I've said this in my chat plenty of times. Are you uh, upset they're not doing this and that? Nope. Takes time. I say it all the time. Uh, everything takes time. I don't complain i just adapt <laughs> that is my mindset i don't need to yeah, complain because, yeah everybody's already complaining enough for everyone at the table so i don't need to speak my mind you know what i mean chances are they know exactly exactly they know and shadow price what about for you what what were some thoughts do you have about lightfall and season of defiance for yourself I'm enjoying myself. Uh, I've played a lot this season. I'm like 230 on the season pass. So that's a lot for me in a season. Um, A lot of PvP. I've played a lot of PvP this season. And and you you Um, did last week, right? Yeah, I mean, I I played Trials the week before. Oh, it was two weeks ago. Yeah, because Iron Banner was last week. 
so they don't have uh, trials on the weekend that it's Iron Banner. So yeah, I've I've been playing trials. I've been trying out different weapons. I still I think I want to try the uh, glaive out a little bit just to see okay. how. Uh, Useful it is. Leaves and bows. Leaves and bows. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go for the medieval loadout, just like Sammy said. Nice. <laughs> Glaive bows and uh, eager red sword. Eager red sword. <laughs> You're playing a dangerous game. Okay. Yeah, Don't but I've enjoyed that, it. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed like the content. Um, still haven't played through all the season stuff yet. I'm a little behind because again, I play the game differently. Just like uh, Sammy said she does. I, you, I love the way y'all do that. That is beautifully the way to play, honestly, because you don't have to rush. You know how long the season can last. And it's amazing that you haven't finished the season, so that's even better because you wasn't rushing through. You know, there's a lot of content to still be played, and y'all know y'all can play it. This is why I tell people don't rush through content, because if you rush, you're going to be upset. <laughs> Don't rush through pride. Like, it's precious content. Don't run through it like that. Just play. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's my mindset. So I'm Take proud of time. both of y'all just doing that. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not even mad. I'm, a, I'm happy that y'all are literally just doing what you can do. Yeah, I mean, I, I think for me, I've, I've really been enjoying, like, fall overall. I think it's been a really fun experience from yeah. the new destination that we got. I think that while the story definitely didn't meet my expectations, but at the same time, I think that the campaign was awesome. Mm -hmm. The legendary campaign was so much fun to play through. Uh, I think that I had some of the most fun playing through that and uh, callous and and the variety that we got with, with the different um, environments. And um, I really enjoyed the hypernet nightfall that was really fun me too that's actually a built different kind of strike those are that's more of that <laughs> that's 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 the way it doesn't have to be hypernet but more of that type of striking those felt like like bosses like uh i don't know felt like you're doing a lot of jumping not too much jumping but you have things you need to do you know what i mean and it's nice once you play it, use a nice simple way. I think that that's that's a perfect way to go about a lot of things. I I like how the hypernet is so good like that. It's built good. It's not time consuming. It's balanced. Um, sparrows involved. There's a lot with this strike. So it's it's just like you got to get on sparrow. You got to ride. Uh, you can't do anything besides ride that sparrow in that area. So it gave a little bit of everything in that one strike. I thought it was a pretty dope strike to be in the game so, to be something very new the game that's a way about it i will say one thing though about story uh the thing that really we've already beaten the story right everybody here uh, me <laughs> you haven't beaten it shadow no the the season i'm sorry i beat the story okay. Okay. The you beat the story sammy what life all yes okay all right i will say the only thing about the story that that really questions me, which is why I don't understand, is the veil. I think that's what really like oh, yeah. said when I looked and I was just like, so now what? I mean, that is why I'm at with because I see witness open up. He opened up the, the traveler. So now what do we like? <laughs> what do we do? You know what I mean, I'm that's what I'm sitting at. And it's 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 sort of lost. That's where the story has thrown me off so much is. OK, now what? Like that's it. Like that's that's my mindset. Is 
What happened? What's what's happening? Are we going what's, in there? What's, what's going that, on? Was that the light fall? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Has light fallen? That's what I wanted to ask because I was just like, when they, when everybody saw my reaction, I was like, that's it? Oh, what now? What are we doing? Oh, my God. This can't be the end. There's got to be more. That's all I kept saying to myself is, there's got to be more. Where is it? And it wasn't anymore. Oh, I, I, that's the only thing I got. That's all I feel about. I will say that's the only part of the story that bugs me. And it still bugs me because the thing is just sitting there and the raid did no better to explain to me what was going on. I still don't know what's going on. I see it, but I still don't know. We see meaty boy, meat boys there, you know, <laughs> so he's there, but I still, I still want to know, like, what are we going to do about this? Like we, we are we going in? <laughs> like, what's what's happening? Are we we got the ships? Everything's ready, but uh, what are we gonna do? Yeah, I mean, like, are we moving? Like, I'm I'm ready. To, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to move. I mean, I see it, but I'm ready to go. Like, I'm ready to get up in there. Like, that's my mindset. Ghosts, like, I'm lost. Ghosts, hello. Like, all of this is new to me. Like, ghosts, you are you snitching? What's happening? What's happening? What are you doing? I mean, are you helping to witness? Like. Is he safe with us? That's my mindset. So it's just like a things put into question uh, about the story. So it's understandably confusing, but understandably good. Like it's just very confusing, but good. I just I liked it. I liked I liked the calluses part. Oh my god, I was in love with it. I really wanted more callus. Uh, didn't want him to go yet. Uh, I really loved how callus was in there. He's an interesting <laughs> character. Calluses. Yeah, Callus was. It gave me a little bit of uh, Fifth Element effects on him. Oh yeah, his whole vibe. Yeah. You know, on on the topic of Callus, I always thought that Leviathan had so much more opportunity as a destination. Like, I think they could have done more with it that they just didn't. Agree. Really... Agree. Imagine, imagine the menagerie. I mean, I feel like they could have made that entire destination into this, like really cool end game content and i'm waiting for it i know they're gonna do it at some point gotta be you never know i maybe maybe destiny's going a different maybe they're trying to go a different route without upsetting maybe it's time maybe it is time to go a different route of destiny we've been in the same route of destiny for a long period of time maybe it's time to go a different route Maybe it's time for us to move on in our destiny career as guardians, go a different story, different pattern, different path. Uh, maybe it's time to like leave what we've been doing. We've been doing the same thing for a long period of time. It's about time for us guardians to move on. We've got other things we've got to do. Bungie's trying to tell a different story for us. So I think it's just skip to another universe. Right. Possibly. Like it's, it's time to make new moves, you know, uh, that's, that's well, if you also think about it. From a developmental point, um, if you've noticed the things that they've brought back are all after Beyond Light, for the most yeah. part. Mm -hmm. um, things that weren't vaulted. They switched scripting hosts. So sort of a new engine with Beyond Light. That's why they had to take things away. They vaulted it. So essentially, from my understanding, when they bring something back, they have to put a ton of money into it to make sure it's it has the right art the right lighting the right you know 
everything this stuff about costs it. Money, man. I wish everybody it's, understands. Would we rather have them bring back old crucible maps, or would we rather have them um give us a brand new one? Would we rather have them bring back old gambit maps? or put the money into a new one or into somewhere else. So people are like, okay, we'll just bring back those old Gambit maps. Well, they still have to do a ton of work, a ton of work and a ton of money. So, I mean, just from like a standpoint, economically, like <laughs> it's not easy to just bring something out of the content vault, like a whisper mission. They have to redo Oh man, a I know that's got like, a lot of money invested in just bringing that one back. A that, lot. That or zero hour, too. <laughs> yep, both of yeah, them are just. Hour. Oh my god, <laughs> both of them are going to cost. <laughs> recode some of that. They have to bring. Yes, they do. Especially if you're talking about the whisper mission. <laughs> assets that they can use, but it's not. It's not just like let's copy the code over and put it in this new you know and not expect any bugs like you're accounting a lot of bugs especially on what you're doing now bringing back something yeah. that, that was so would you bolted. rather them bring back whisper and zero hour or give us avalon yeah. so i want them to bring whisper back that they took that away before i really got into challenges i would love them to bring that back but i also understand a ton of money has to go into that and a ton of resources have to go into that. And as a live service game, they still have to develop what's going into it now. She's right. And I know that kind of brings to the, I don't know if you want me to wait to bring this up about the increase in seasonal price, but. Oh, we'll we'll talk about that right next. That's next uh, thing we'll, we'll dive into. But I'll wait on that then. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. So we we learned this week in the weekly update that Bungie is increasing the price of seasons by two dollars or two hundred silver. And I think the community overall has been kind of mixed about it. Some people are okay with it. Some people are a little upset. Now I'm I'm curious. What do you all think about this new? update that we got with the increase in cost for seasons. Mm. I'll let uh the, yet again the queen over there go first. Um well I was kind of saying this this earlier pre pre-show is that I'm privileged enough to have paid for it all in one in one lump to get the collector's edition. So to me it doesn't really phase me right now. But I know that there's quite a few guardians either who are are new coming in or they they didn't they don't want to purchase. They want to do more a la carte. Uh, to me, I don't really know what exactly we get for the cost of a season versus what's free to play versus what's the expansion versus, you know, what events people get. I I don't know what's available to who and when. Honestly. Um, but I think if I were not, if I did not get the deluxe edition or the, the collector's edition and I had to pay a la carte, it wouldn't bother me 
granted, that is a privileged response. I understand that is a very privileged response. But what we get for the game every three months for a live service game, that's huge. We get a lot. We get a ton of content, a massive amount um, for it. And kind of going off of what I was saying there with how expensive it is to even bring things back and develop you know, the new content for future seasons, there's a lot of resources going into it. And if my additional $2 can go towards bringing me better new content, then I'm, I think it's more than fair. Personally. I'm going to keep, be honest. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. (laughs) It's not much. Okay. That's real. Let me be real. It's two dollars. Okay. Two dollars extra. I get it. I understand. I literally told everyone to be prepared. Expect the unexpected. Economy's rising, prices are rising, layoffs are happening. Things are changing. You get what I'm saying? Things that you have to pay attention around you. And Bungie might not be the only company doing it. There might be other games that are gonna do the same thing. Games in general might go up. There's just a lot going on. It's $2 extra. That's just like $2 for some Starburst or some Skittles or, you know, maybe a drink. You know I mean, I'm not sweating $2. Man, if it went up like $10 and yeah, it's a little bit questionable, but only two bucks. You know what I mean? Like, it's two bucks. You know, I don't want to say don't paint a picture that's not there because that's what it seems like everyone is trying to do. It's trying to paint a picture that's not there. It's two dollars. <laughs> you know what I mean? What are you gonna put? Your, unless you bought it, unless you really felt like the Starburst and Skittles were very important, then I understand. <laughs> Go ahead, do you? You know what I mean? But honestly, it's not. I don't think it's too big of a deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? And casual players who only play this on a barely, maybe even barely even play. From time to time, this shouldn't matter much to them. Uh, well, some people, it doesn't hurt. Uh, it's, if you like the, I'm going to be honest. This is how it's been with Destiny for a while now. If you like the content, you're going to buy it. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you want to see what they've got coming, you're going to get it. You know what I mean? No matter what it is. That is the mindset where most humans hate and want to deny but it is true if the game has pokemon you don't care you're gonna buy it see what i mean exactly so it's sort of in a way it's just (laughs) it's like if the content interests you then buy it ain't no sense of complaining if if the content doesn't or does interest you you're gonna buy it it is just, just that's, that you can put that with any game, no matter what the case is, no matter what game it is. If you like it, you're going to play it. That's why Bungie shows, here's what we got coming. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is what we have coming. Here's the read. Here's the breakdown. Here's what to be expected. Here's some sandbox changes with it. These are free. You get what I'm saying? Oh, look at this vibe. Look at this outfit. I see the outfit. Here you go. I'm going. I love cosmetics. I love it. I don't care if I pay for it. 
if it looks good for the lock, I'm buying it. A lot gets all of them all. I go and get them all of the swag. He gets all of the drip, drip, drippity, drip, drip, all of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's in a sense. I mean, it's it's a business. And if we want to go in down that route, majority of everybody who watches content and you want to keep them around, it's business. They need the revenue. So you don't know if Bungie needs revenue for something that they're probably trying to do for you guys. You never know. You ask for a better and bigger deal come the the, the last final shape. Maybe they might give you that. You never know. It's at the end of the day. I just, I do anything to help. I don't care. You know what I mean? Final shape is, is, is is the final destination. You get what I'm saying? So if I'm investing into it, I just know that I invest in my part. I, I'm doing my part. I'm, I'm, I'm playing the game. I'm enjoying it. I'm telling people about it. There's days where I don't play the game. You don't have to play it every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I just, it's too, I'm going to go back to it's $2, bro. Cause I could break this down in a thousand ways. It's just $2. <laughs> you know what I mean? And a lot of people, well, that's $2 of my precious. Okay. $2 is precious. Okay. You know what I mean? I get it. It's your money. You don't have to spend it. That's just, you're human. You make your choices. <laughs> you make your choices. You're a human. You don't have to get it. You don't have to follow everybody's narrative. You don't have to do it. I'm going to say shadow price. Go buy it. I'm going to buy it. Shadow doesn't have to buy it. If he says he doesn't like it, he doesn't got to go buy it. He doesn't like the price. He doesn't have to buy it. <laughs> but I'm going to tell Shadow, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a thing. If Shadow Price might go watch a content creator that he like, oh, this is interesting. I'm going to go buy it. It's high goals. Everything, that, everything with Destiny comes with so much hype and negative. <laughs> everything they do. <laughs> Bungie could come out with a pair of drawers. <laughs> Let me tell you how many negative comments they'll receive. <laughs> we didn't ask for draws. Fix the game. It doesn't matter. That's just, they have developed that mindset. That's just how it operates. But if I can support Bungie in any way, shape or form to, 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 to believe in a game that we all love and enjoy, I'm going to do it. I don't believe everything that, that, that comes through. Uh, uh, I don't believe the word of mouth, if that makes sense. That makes sense to anybody out there. I don't believe the word of mouth. I, I, they don't work at the company. They don't know. You know what I mean? So I'm not listening to what everybody else is saying. Is If you don't know what it takes, then you should not speak. You know what I'm saying? As a marketing, everybody, it's a bunch of big field. There's a marketing, there's a design, there's a social, there's a everybody, there's a big team. <laughs> and they all don't know each other like that. You know what I mean? And that's any company you go to. <laughs> they all is big offices and there is everybody has to look up to another top piece of priority if you ask for something they got to go ask somebody above them <laughs> you know what i mean it is how it works that is how any business works i learned that with ups i'm like well can you get do it no i have to go ask the boss upstairs there is somebody above you no matter that's how it works in any situation you know what i mean so yeah, I mean, I'll be real. UPS is uh is also uh like struggling. So it's 
a lot of businesses are really in a struggle right now. And maybe this is what needed to keep things going. The economy is really bad. We have to pay attention to economy. It's really bad right now. And a lot of us are not paying attention to the economy uh, at all. That's why, well, that's where all these price changes are coming from. Don't be surprised if video games get a rise in price because things are starting to get more expensive out here. Got to pay attention and be prepared. You know what I mean? I do a lot of research when I'm not streaming. I, I read up on this stuff. So don't be shocked if you see video games not being the best that you want it to be. Don't be shocked if you see video games come at a higher price. This is things we are in a bad economy until the economy is fixed. This is what we have to prepare ourselves for. So be prepared, you know, be prepared. Well said. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, and Seriously. Then, I, I think that, you know, for guardians like us, I mean, I, I buy the collector's edition every year, you know, oh, I yeah. support them as much as I can. Because mm-hmm. you know, it's the least that we can do given the content we get. I mean, it just entertained for a whole year. I mean, think about you're going to pay at least $50 a month for your cable bill. Your right. Cable bill, like, <laughs> for them to give you an entire year's worth of content for like a hundred bucks, even if pay a couple bucks more, it's hmm. we're, we're Gucci. We're okay. Exactly. It's okay. <laughs> everything, everything is getting more expensive. Rent is getting more expensive. Yes. Lights on is getting more expensive. Oh Food my God. More expensive. So like, it's it's the way the world works, right? And sometimes we, we have to be understanding that we're all human and that sometimes tough decisions have to be made. Bingo. That is the that is the answer. That's the answer. And it's not like they want to make the call. And you know, I still think if you love this game, it is the ultimate value, whether it's two dollars more or not. Correct. The only thing that I will say is that I do wish that they were a little bit more transparent with how silver is going to be handled. Because yes. that's one thing they, they have yes. to learn to do that a little bit better. The transparency is just not there. I think that's the problem uh, with some of the things that they do. Uh, they really need to work on transparency a little bit better than what they're doing, unfortunately, in a very respectful way. Because me reading some of that stuff is very... <laughs> like it's not it's not transparent enough to me to understand like what we're being told you get what i'm saying uh what what is to be expected so transparency is uh i want to say is a is a miss for them right now they need to work on the transparency part well and i, so I think you're also scared right because like last year some things happened where the community team and the developers were personally attacked. And I think that the community also has a responsibility to be respectful because if you don't, there's going to be less of that transparency. No. <laughs> Let's be real. We're lucky with what we get. We yeah. are. I'm we telling are you right now, the way, we've been treating, the way we've been treating people, uh, way did we, the community has been treating these developers. We've lost so many things that we had access to before. And it's just, it's, it's, it's upsetting. You know what I'm oh, saying? I mean, just in general, like, yeah. how many developers do weekly updates? That's true. I mean, yeah, we get an entire newsletter once a week. That's that's massive. We like, almost lost that too. Like, <laughs> geez, almost lost to that. Get the twab. It's yeah. 
no other game I've played. Granted, I haven't played a lot of other games recently because, you know, Destiny. But <laughs> I don't know of many other developers that give this week at the developer. And in an actual weekly update, I mean, we get, what, like 50 of those a year? They take off two weeks, I think. Three weeks, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. That's a ton yeah. of information. Just... I gotta be honest I I say it every day I will continuously say it no matter where I go Destiny as a whole in general has to do better Uh, just has to not not on the video game social wise social media wise they have to be better Uh, in certain ways man on how to do things here when it comes to uh, talking as it creates that what rises in destiny the most is their hate side. That's the side that we continuously see the most of. And you know it's bad when people who don't play Destiny says that Destiny is nothing but drama, hate, and confusion. It that's bad for us. We can't even keep uh celebrities in this game because of so much of the, the disrespect that has grown and it has happened. Destiny was it was not as disrespectful as it has become uh, community-wise. And you know it's bad when people say they don't want to play a game because of communities. Yeah, that, and that. Uh, I can relate to that a little bit because you know, a couple of weeks ago we, we posted something on Twitter that maybe was a little bit controversial about Destiny 3. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, I, I've never had so much hate in my life. Like, like yeah. I had literally hate messages where I just didn't understand. We're like, we're just voicing an opinion about. <laughs> you can't, you're in a spot where you cannot voice freely, but I think a lot of people know me, you know, and I think you know me as well. I don't give a damn. <laughs> I still speak my mind. If everybody hates it, I'm going to sit here and tell you, well, this is what I enjoy. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I'm not afraid to voice in destiny at all. Uh, I think that's why so many people respect me so much <clears throat> in a way it's, I'm not going to sit here and follow a crowd of folks who just speak negative all the time. There's good things that we should be calling out about the game. Not all the negative needs to be speaking every time when we're trying to reel new players into the game and we can't keep them here because everybody's dropping low numbers and disrespectful comments. It's just bad. I, the one, what I wanted for the game, we, I just wanted people to play, man. I just wanted more people to play. That's it. That's all I wanted. Because more people in Destiny means a much better, a more balanced side for PvP and PvE. People are more willing to find more players who want to play. There's a lot of people who stop playing Destiny because they have nobody to play with. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's come down to that, and it's scary. You know, I don't want Destiny to be where you play, and a lot of people have stopped playing because they don't have people to play with, or they're scared to reach out because we've created a community where if somebody reaches out there, either it's that and a third, that's scary. That's scary to have. Well said, you know, and, and Bungie just let us know, you know, what's happening with the silver. Cause I, I would like to see them allow for us to buy the season in, in at the rate that it is without having to yeah. have that confusion. Cause right now we can only buy silver um in increments of 1100 i think yeah it's yeah, 10 it's, it's a thousand plus a bonus of 100 oh yeah, yeah. that's how it usually is anyway 
which is um, weird. But yeah, so I'm hoping they're able to adjust the pricing on silver to accommodate this new change. I think that's something that um, would definitely help alleviate some of that, you know, concern that some of the players have. But that's the biggest thing I've seen on Twitter is yeah. people are like, "How they're going to make us pay an extra amount of silver?" Like, is that what that is? That's the big part is it's going over how much that we need to pay because it's 500. The lowest you can get is 500 silver, right? Yeah. So you'd have to pay for 1000. So plus the bonus 100, and then you'd have to pay for 500. Oh, no, no, no. So technically you'd be getting 1600 silver. Ah, that's where the end is, huh? So you'd have 400 silver more than you actually need. So when you only need an extra dollar, you're going to be paying four extra dollars, which then you have to use that silver. The only way you place you can use that silver is in game. But a lot of the things in game that you're going to buy aren't going to be 400 silver. They might be 500 silver. So then you have to buy more silver to accommodate that price. So it makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, so you'd be spending fifteen dollars instead of twelve. Oh no, yeah, no. Mm-mm. Did I say that right? Fifteen dollars instead of twelve. You said it right. It's correct. I buy silver all the time. Yeah. So more than likely, n- no, don't do that, Bungie. <laughs> oh. That's where the transparency comes in, where it's like, okay. That's where it's at. Okay. Yeah. No, that's going. I hope. Yeah. Please. If there's a way to just get 100 silver, just let him get 100 silver. No way. That that hurts. That's going to hurt. That's going to hurt a lot if you do that. A lot. But I hope there's a way. When there's a will, there's a way. So hopefully. You find that way, Bungie. That's, yeah. And, and, you know, I think that goes back to transparency because I think that Bungie could have communicated this in such a way where it wouldn't have been as negative amongst a lot of players. But that uncertainty of whether or not you're going to have to spend $15 every season now for stuff that you may not necessarily purchase, I think that there could have been better transparency and planning with, with this. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I, I have like 300 silver or something from the extra silver I had gotten before, but if I wanted to purchase something, I'd probably have to buy another 500 silver just to make up for the 200 silver I would need to get something that's 500 silver. <laughs> so then i have 300 extra silver well if i want to get something else that's 500 i have to buy another 500 silver yeah it seems like a better system (laughs) i will always have a balance of 300 silver the strategies to this like (laughs) it's gotta be there's no way there's no way for it just to be there to be there it's gotta be a uh these oh my god yeah i'm gonna keep my mouth closed I know these is this is these are business things. This is definitely business stuff. Definitely. And I I truly believe this is not Bungie. Like Bungie's choice choice. What did I say? <laughs> <Come on. laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> well, and I'm hoping that what they do to resolve it is either make it where you can buy the season without having to even worry about silver, where you can just buy the season, or as an alternative, allow for players to buy just 1,200 silver. That's what I would think they'd have to do. That's something they have to pass up, though. That's something that's that's you could try. That's something they can try. Because I think it's an in-game purchase. Yeah, but since it's not a DLC, you can't purchase it. Like I'm thinking through Steam. Yeah, that's just got to be something that, and it don't hurt to try, but. Really can't really. I'll be honest. You really can't get mad at Bungie for this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, it's worth a try. <laughs> like, you're trying. I would think, like you, you had said that just allow them to buy twelve hundred silver. I think that would have been the call, but that's so simple to do that 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 couldn't have, they couldn't have missed that. They couldn't have it, it. That sounds so simple, and you know that we all know that just sounds super simple to do there's no way they could have missed that that sounds way too simple to do yeah it's just it's up to be honest here what you just said sammy it sounds very simple but the way if you know like i know in this business field <laughs> yeah i mean that it's it's all, it's all industry stuff. This is industry stuff. This is how UPS says, why is that $3? When, why am I paying $3 for this? When I get, I tell people, why are you paying $15 for air when I'm close to your house? So you're the first house. You should just pay $2. You get what I'm saying? Like, these are all strategies. Everything's about, a strategy. How about when buying tickets and you have to pay that service charge? Oh my God. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's so it's just, everything is just, it's questionable. Like, yeah. You said let's do twelve dollars. Sounds simple. If it if it was, the, I feel like if they could do it, I believe they would have. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's how I feel. That's how I feel about Bungie because they got good hearts. They got good hearts. They're great people. Me too. And we're not going to oh. talk about Twitter Blue. Not tonight. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh gosh! Please, no, thank you. Oh uh, God. So I want to get into um, the I'm what is what is next for you all in your journeys in in Destiny? You know you all are doing amazing things here in the community. What do you have planned for the future for you as a content creator and your next adventures in Destiny? Uh, I I don't have any plans or goals at the moment besides Solo Lightblade. GM with all bows and no HUD next time it comes around. But that's the only thing that I have. I saw your planned. tweet about that. It was so angry you couldn't get to that. It was like, ah, I want it. Light I blade. Want it so bad. Light blade. <laughs> I love I light blade. I was like, oh, she's she's ready. Yeah, it's a strike. Yeah. She's about to do that with no Arguably HUD. Arguably one of the I, hardest. Worth a watch and because that's very hard <laughs> right. to do. Hmm. Light blade is annoying. I would love to see uh what, what, is the boss? what is the boss at the end of that strike? Light Blade. AKA the Dark Blade. He should have stayed. He should have stayed the Dark Blade because his light blade is annoying. <laughs> hey, 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 that's our guy. <laughs> guarding the temple. What's he doing away from his post? <laughs> 
I'm still waiting for the Shield Brothers to come back. Bungie when? Oh God, no, please. Yes. <laughs> yes. The Shield Brothers was probably one of the most amazing strikes in D1. Jeez. Made oh, me I... feel like it was a new game. I know, Sammy, but look, yeah, think about it. One had shields covering, and if you killed one, the other one had powers. It was actually kind of dope. So it's like, which one are you going to kill I first? I mean, mechanically, but. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know they can be pretty annoying. You really had to run and not stop running. They were shooting in so many ways that you just can't stop running. So they had to keep running. That was a strike. If they bring it back, I'm blaming this podcast. <laughs> I'm going to at you, Sammy, when it happens. <laughs> and then I'm going to solo it with all both. What about Skolas? Wouldn't you want to solo Skolas? Oh, no, please. No, now you're asking for way too much for Skolas. I thought Skolas was annoying. I still think Skolas is annoying. I soloed him, by the way, but I still think he's annoying. Week one? No. Okay. Uh, no <laughs> way. Uh-uh. No, no, no way. No, no way. Uh, I don't know how people were defeating him until I found out we just needed Gallohorns to just nuke him. So, it's Gallohorn nuke- for it. <laughs> yeah, Gallohorn was the best. They had to nerf that thing down. Because that thing, I think they nerfed it after Skolos, right? Because after they see what the, the Gallohorn was doing with damage-wise on Skolos and D1, they nerfed the Gallohorn so quick. Oh, man. They did a uh, behind-the-scenes nerf. Uh, but for me, I'm with Sammy. I I don't know the content coming up for me, plans coming up for me with, with content for Destiny. I just play it as I go. Uh, there's no set goal for Destiny. Besides me just dropping freestyles as normal or freestyling and playing PvP or freestyling and somehow somehow I play PvP and people think I'm freestyling now. So there's there's that. Oh, now I can't go into PvP without somebody tryharding because they're thinking and I'm freestyling about them. So, yeah. Everybody sees me and they think I'm freestyling. So, it's, it's in PvP. It's bad. I have created a, a vibe where tryhards will go as hard as they can so they don't get their butt kicked to a freestyle. So, then they come in and realize it wasn't a freestyle. So, more likely, it's okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what the future holds, but I'm going to keep walking. I see light there at the end of the tunnel somewhere there. There's something big there. I just haven't broke the barrier yet. So I'm just going to keep on. Just keep on keeping on like Sammy. I'm there's. I mean, I haven't seen anything of interest to me yet. Uh, just continue to do what I do. Content wise. Well, you're doing amazing things in this community. No fun intended. And Thank you. We're excited to see where the future holds with the next season and also Lightfall or not Lightfall uh, <laughs> Final Shape <laughs> and beyond I'm curious man I still want for, for us to get you know new I want a new Destiny at some point in the future I think that would be really refreshing. I believe that Final Shape will, will take us into that that's what I believe I believe at, at the end of the day, when Destiny 2 first came out, you remember at the end game, it showed everything that was coming from what planets were there. There was some type of hints. I believe that Final Shape will do the exact same thing. That's what I believe. There's always Easter egg and hints on to what's coming next. You know what I mean? Uh, what's new and what's happening for Destiny next time, you know? So 
I believe that. I mean, you got to think about it. They're really putting heads on Final Shape. So Final Shape seems to be something strong. So if you're going to go out with a bang for Endgame, Final Shape is going to be the way to do it. Uh. Thank you all so much for being here. Thank you for joining us. Uh, before we wrap things up, I do want to share where we can learn about these amazing, beautiful guardians. And Sammy Cat, where can we learn more about you and all of the awesome things that you do in the community? Um, sorry, I have a cat right here. Sweetie. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> wait, where we can find me? Uh, Twitch. Yeah. Twitch.tv slash Sammy Cat. Also, um, I am on mostly Twitter. I have a big Twitter presence. Uh, that's at SeeMeCatPlays. And then starting to get YouTube and TikTok into the mix. But you can find all those links on my link tree on Twitter. Very cool. And Amaze the Hype Man with the Home of the Vibes. Where can we find you? Where can we learn more about all of the awesome things that you do in the community. Um, I'm the same. Uh, I semi cat. Same thing. Twitter is my biggest presence. Um, where you can definitely find me at uh, motivation energy. Uh, TikTok, YouTube, uh, big area Twitch. Um, I Instagram. You name it. All of the socials. Maze is there. Everything at Amaze. Um, motivation you if you need these things you need motivation you need energy you need vibes you need something to sit back relax kick your feet up have a talk you just want to chill you want to vibe i'm the place to be you need motivation i'm the place to be you want some content and entertainment and some laughing i'm the place to be you want the end game content you can check out my fam fam sammy cat uh you just want to vibe you want to laugh you want to chill i'm your man uh, I'm always about uh, reminding people to move forward, never look back, keep the motivation up, keep your energy up. It is hard out here each and every day, so don't let the world bring you down. Keep your head up in a... Uh, I will always say keep your head up in a down world, right? So that's that's me. Very cool. And we're going to include all of the links in the show notes for this episode. And Shadow Price, where can we learn more about you and what you do? Find me on Twitter at ShadowPrice79. Also on the Destiny Show podcast every Friday night. Thank you very much. And Guardians, thank you so much for joining us. You can find you. the Destiny Show podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on Amazon Music, and every major platform. You can find us right here, twitch.tv slash The Destiny Show, every Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And Guardians, you can find us over on Twitter at The Destiny Show. We're also coming to YouTube, so keep an eye out for that. And make sure to check out our website at destinyshow.com for all of the latest and greatest news about all things Destiny 2. Guardians, thank you so much for joining us tonight on the Destiny Show podcast. We had an absolute blast. We hope you have an amazing evening. Go see Zer, go play some trials, and we hope you have an amazing, amazing week. Thank you for joining us tonight, Guardians, and we will see you, Starside. <laughs>